You have the opportunity to live in partnership with Jesus, but you also have the power to refuse the offer. Listen to today's episode to see if you're interested in the opportunity and to learn about your power to choose. Hi, I'm Peter Lopez, and you're listening to Purpose. We're going to dive right into today's podcast, Into the Life of Jesus, into one of his first public experiences that he has with those living in the community around him. And through this experience, we are definitely going to learn about Jesus, how he relates and connects with people around him, and in a more personal way, how he wants to relate and to connect with you. Now, for today's passages, we're going to be looking to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 3 and verse number 13. This is how the passage reads. It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. All right, so I want you to pay attention to this verse before we can get to the next one, because this verse really tells us about the way Jesus lives, and really it's the heartbeat of this podcast. It says, Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized. You realize how many definite statements of purpose there are in that one verse? It tells us where Jesus came from. Immediately, it says who he's looking for to John, tells us exactly where he's headed at the Jordan, tells us what he wants to do to be baptized by him. There are so many statements of definite purpose in this one verse that all you can do is come to the simple conclusion that Jesus must have lived with a purpose. It's very clear in this passage. All right, Jesus lives with purpose. He knows where he's at. He knows where he's been. He knows where he's going. He knows who he's going to be speaking with. He knows what the intent of that conversation is going to be like. Now, every one of us wants to live with purpose. We all want to know exactly who we are, exactly where we've come from, exactly where we're headed, exactly who we're going to speak to, exactly what the content of today's day is going to look like. We think if we could live with this kind of purpose, our lives would be absolutely transformed. Now, if Jesus lives with this kind of purpose, Really, I think that what he's teaching us is that if he wants us to be like him, then he has given us an example that can be followed. You see, you and I can live with this same type of purpose. We can. Now, we have kind of convinced ourselves that we can't or that it's impossible or that life is so much more complicated in the year 2023 than it was when Jesus was living in first century AD. But I want you to try to simplify your life, simplify your thinking, right? Think of it this way. What purpose would Jesus have if he were you in your exact setting? I want you to challenge your thinking with this. Let's, let's break it down. Let's talk about your home, in your home. Let's say you're living at home by yourself. Let's say you're living at home with your parents. Let's say you're living at home with a roommate. Let's say you're living at home with your children or your spouse or maybe even your grandparents. Whatever the situation is, whoever is in your home, try think of it this way. Tell you, ask yourself this question. If Jesus were me, what would his purpose in this home be right now? Think about that. 
All right, now let's kind of take it to the next level of life. Let's talk about your job, your career, whatever it is you do, whether you work from home, whether you go somewhere to an office or whether you go to a warehouse or whatever it is you do, when you go to your job, I want you to think on your way to work. Think this. If Jesus were me and he were going to where I am going to, or if he were going to have the schedule that I am going to have today, what would Jesus' purpose be? Think about that. Now, even even think of it in every moment that you have, all right? Whatever it is, let's say you have an evening at home. What would Jesus' purpose be if he were me having this evening at home? Or you're getting together with a group of friends. What would the purpose of Jesus be if he were you getting together with a group of friends? See, if you will start to ask yourself, if Jesus were me, If I were Jesus, or maybe, no, it's probably better to say if Jesus were me, what would his purpose be in this exact situation, in this exact moment? Now, I think some of you, when you start thinking through that, you're going to start to have a little bit more clarity, and you're going to find that your purpose in life is going to be elevated above some of the details that we just get ourselves caught up into. And we're going to start seeing that there is a greater purpose to everything we do. But maybe there's some of you who are listening to this podcast and you're like, I have no clue. I don't know what Jesus' purpose would be if he were me in the context, in the setting that I'm in. Then here is the amazing thing. You have the ability to ask Jesus what his purpose would be and Jesus has the uncanning ability to answer you right back. He can. He can do it. He can do it in so many ways. It will amaze you. So Jesus lived with purpose. I know you want to live with purpose, but you're just, your mind is so clouded by all of the complications of life. So simplify by asking yourself the question, as I go into this setting, what would the purpose of Jesus be? And if you don't have clarity on, okay, I know what Jesus' purpose would be in this setting, then here is what I encourage you to do. Ask him. Ask Jesus, and Jesus will reveal his purpose to you. Then your decision is going to be then to do what he would do, to make his purpose your purpose. All right, so that's all out of the first verse, guys. This is fantastic. Because it gets even better in the next two verses, the next two passages. Here's what it says. It says that Jesus came, of course, you know, to be baptized by John. In verse 14, John prohibits him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him. So Jesus responds to him and says, Let it be so now, for it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John permitted, then he permitted him. Then John said, okay, I will baptize you. So clearly when Jesus comes to John looking to be baptized, John immediately shows that he has a tremendous respect for Jesus. John has so much of respect for the greatness of Jesus that John says to Jesus, there is no way that I am going to baptize you because I know who you are, and I know that you should be the one baptizing me. 
All right, so John has a great respect for the greatness of Jesus. And honestly, it seems like that's right. There, It feels right. There's nothing that seems wrong about how John is respecting the greatness and the power and the authority of Jesus. But then Jesus does something very interesting. Jesus says to John, and this is equally revealing and powerful. He says, let it be so now, for it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. All right. So Jesus, in response to John, introduces the nature of his relationship with people. Now, this is huge because it is opposite of what John is expecting. And maybe it's even opposite of what most of the people living during that time were expecting. And maybe it's even opposite to what you have been expecting, perhaps even opposite to what you've been taught. All right, because John is expecting Jesus to enter into this world, and John has tremendous respect for the greatness of Jesus, and John just thinks, when Jesus comes in and asks me to baptize him, I'm going to say absolutely not because Jesus is just like the king of the world and I am just one of his peasants and I am just going to have to just get on my knees or I am just going to have to beg or I'm just going to have to plead for his great, his goodness to be on me. There's this very high and low view of the relationship that John has towards Jesus. And I'm not even saying John's wrong, because if you look where John's background in his Jewish concept and his Jewish frame of thinking, it was very much this way. It was set up where God was separate from people, where God was in a very special place and everybody else was in a different place and everybody else had to go through someone else to get to God. It was a kind of separate type of culture and society in relationship to God. So John's view of Jesus is, "You, I have so much respect for your greatness, there's no way I will baptize you. But Jesus introduces the new nature of his relationship with people, and it's going to be different. You see, what Jesus says is he says, that he respects people's power to choose. I love this about Jesus. Because Jesus says to John, let it be so now. In other words, Jesus doesn't demand that John immediately take action and baptize him. Jesus says, let it be so now. John, you still have the power to choose. And I, I love this about Jesus. In all of who he is, he still gives us the power to choose. And at the same time that we have appreciation for that, there's also a real danger in that. Because if we make the wrong choices, then we suffer the consequences of the wrong choices. But Jesus is not going to enforce or treat us like we are robots and demand that there are very specific actions for every specific person. Everybody looks alike and does all these things. That's not Jesus. He knows us and he gives us the power to choose. And honestly, based on his conversation with John here, he even respects our power to choose. He respects it. And then Jesus introduces something fantastic. He says, let it be so now for it is fitting for us. I love that. It's two letters, one word, super powerful, us. Jesus now introduces the us. 
as necessary to fulfilling what is right in this situation. The us in this specific story is John the Baptist and Jesus. John the Baptist and Jesus. And Jesus says, John, listen, I know your background. I know your view of God. I know how you're viewing me. But Jesus says, this right here is going to be an us. And if we're going to do what's right, if we're going to fulfill the right thing and accomplish the right thing for both you and for me, this is going to be necessary. It's now an us, John. (laughs) I can't imagine how John must have felt at that moment, right? Like everything he had ever learned and been taught had to feel like it was just crumbling down around him. Because here the Messiah, God in human flesh, is now saying, it's us. There's no more like barrier. There's no more, you're here and I'm there. It's now us. And I love how John responds to that because it says, then he permitted him. When John realized he has the opportunity to be an us with Jesus, John is so motivated by that opportunity that he decides, okay, let's do it. Let's just do this right now. Me and the Messiah, me and God in flesh, me and Jesus having the opportunity to be an us. All right, let's do this thing. What a change from I will not baptize you to realizing what you're now going to give the opportunity for an us. And John the Baptist is all over that. He is all over it. All right. What does that mean for you and me today? It's pretty cool, guys. Honestly, it's super, super cool. I want you to know basically like three concepts as we close. This is our summary. Jesus sets the example of living with purpose. Just know that. He doesn't want for you to live in chaos. He does not want for you to live purposeless. He doesn't want to you for you to live jumping from one path to another, to another, to another. He wants you to live with a purpose. He gives us the example. Secondly, Jesus respects your power to choose your path and your way. Jesus respects your power to choose your path and your way. You have the power. And no, it's not always going to be Jesus made me do this. Jesus did this. Jesus, you can't blame Jesus for all of your choices because he gives you the power to make your own choice, to choose your path, to choose your way, to choose your direction. He gives you that power and then he legitimately respects your decisions. He does. You have that. And then here is the third point for us today. Jesus gives you the opportunity to live in partnership with him. Now, this right here is absolutely mind-blowing. Many people desire partnership in life. Some people want partnership with a spouse. Others want partnership with a best friend. Others want partnership with some other type of relationship. Others want a partnership at work. Some people want a partnership in their career or in their company. In this passage, Jesus is showing us something extremely powerful, that you have been given the opportunity to live in partnership with him. This right here is the greatest partnership offer that you can ever receive because you are in partnership with God himself. 
He is not keeping you at a distance. He is not forcing you to live in the shadows. He is not embarrassed or ashamed of you. He is not afraid of what you're going to do to his name or what you're going to do to his reputation. He has straight up invited you into a partnership with him. Your greatest partnership offer you'll ever receive. In fact, I want you to think of these words and see if these words describe how you are related to Jesus right now. All of these are similar to partnership, cooperation, association, collaboration, relationship, coalition, alliance, union, and connection. Each one of these words, similar to the word partnership, describes the opportunity that you have to live in partnership with Jesus Christ. Does that define the life that you have with Jesus right now? Because listen, it is your greatest offer for partnership, and it's something between you and Jesus. There doesn't need to be anyone else to create this partnership. There doesn't need to be anyone else to introduce this partnership. You don't have to go to a religious group or to a church or to a Bible study or have a pastor to get this partnership. This is his direct partnership with you, you and Jesus in partnership, in cooperation, in association, in collaboration, in relationship, in coalition, in alliance, in union, in connection. So listen, you have the opportunity to live in this partnership, but don't forget, Jesus also respects the power that you have to choose. So today, you have a very clear choice. Are you going to live in partnership with Jesus, allowing you and him to be an us, living out a purpose that is connected to him, or are you going to choose a different path and a different way that you can choose and he will let you and you will walk that path and you will live that path and you will take on the culture and atmosphere of that path. You have the choice. All right. I'm going to pray that you make an excellent choice for me. I want the partnership and I need to get better at it, guys. The reality of the partnership with Jesus is mind-blowing, and I want every day of my life and every moment of my life to be Jesus and I in full collaboration and connection. And it's there's a fault on that. It's not on him. If there's a fault on that, it's not me because I failed to realize the privilege and the full access partnership that I have with him. And I hope that you'll learn that lesson that you will begin immediately living with the fullness of that access to Jesus in partnership and collaboration and union and connection. Because if you do that, I'm telling you, it's going to change you. So thanks for listening to today's podcast, guys. Have a great day, and we look forward to next time.